podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And guess what? We are on our way to kindergarten. Because it's our we fifth, just turned five. It's our fifth birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Afraid Can not. Can you believe we've been doing this for five years? I really can't. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. It is crazy. And happy birthday, Afraid Not podcast. Right? Yes. Five years of stories of God's faithfulness, stories of how He's held it all together when we were falling apart. Stories of the people that have walked along with the Lord and now they're telling their story so we can be encouraged by it. I mean, it's pretty good stuff. And over 100 episodes. Yeah. In fact, this is episode 127. And who did we invite today? Well, okay guys, <laughs> you're in for a, I don't even know what to tell you this is. Is it like the Tilt-A-Whirl? <laughs> Ride? It's, it's a something for sure. Um, runaway train? <laughs> it is a runaway train. <laughs> we are talking to our husbands this episode. So we invited Chris Wall and Sean McCormick to come on to our show for their third time. And actually, that is debated in this Yes, show. it is. And guess who won that debate? Um, we did. We did! <laughs> so, so we've had that. them on three times. This is the third. They're sharing today actually lots of jokes and teasing, but... There are good, good moments of truth in the midst of that, that we have to embrace the madness of the good advice along with their silliness. So we're going to talk a lot about raising adult children and what that looks like to go from having all of the madness in your house and then becoming empty nesters and what that looks like. We talk about how your everyday lives are different, but that our pursuing the heart of our kids and our spouses is still there. It just isn't a different, uh, it, it fleshes out differently when you have an empty nest. So this is really a fun episode and a great one. We're glad you're here to listen in. So uh, you better fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> here we go. Hey, it is our fifth year anniversary. Yay! Yay! Happy fifth birthday, Afraid Not. This is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And welcome to the show for the third time, our no, wonderful husbands. This is our second time, right? No, I think it's the third time. I think it's the I think third right. time. Oh. Because the first time, Jill and I invited you on, and then you sabotaged it and totally took over. Well, I thought that was the And then the second time, time. This is our second time. I thought we did too. Maybe it is our. I think that we had one where we just talked about like how we all met. No. All right. Never mind. Maybe it's the second time. What do we it's know? It's the second time. Right, Sean? The hardcore fans will know. They'll, they'll, they'll DM you. And <laughs> yeah. well, I we, will fact check when we're done and put in the show notes whether it's. You know, the we need one of those. Have you seen that new commercial where they throw the flag and then they like they ask the referee to come and look back? Uh huh. Maybe we can do that. Okay. You know, Sean, you know what this is like? What is this? Like, have you ever, you, like, college game day, they have guest pickers? Yes. We're kind of like the guest pickers, <laughs> except they picked us. We did pick you. Aren't you lucky? They won. They won. They won. They won. Okay. Winners for life. 
<laughs> oh boy. Okay, listeners. So if you are new to the show, these are our spouses, and we've known each other for a long time. Obviously, I'm Sean. I'll be in your left ear, <laughs> and I'm Chris, and I will be in the other ear. <laughs> And we have invited them to come today because we we do have some topics that we want to discuss together. And what about Robin and Jill's most embarrassing moments? No, we're not doing that. We're not talking that's about not, Robin and Jill. We're not going to talk about Jill falling down the stairs backwards in high school. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. You I heard about there. that story. Shout out to Keith Davis. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many flights okay. did she okay. fall down? Okay. One stop. One <laughs> so you know what? We're all empty nesters, and all of us have been through the the joys and struggles of raising kids, and now our homes are quiet and clean. <laughs> it's a little strange-ish, right? We all do have dogs, so there's that. We do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Sean, I remember that time that Robin and I were embracing that moment of Maggie's leaving and our nest was going to be empty and Robin was crying and, and, uh, and she, I said to her, honey, honey, you still have me. And, uh, she kept crying. Mm-hmm. And, I knew um, that. She said, that Why you think I'm crying? Yeah, and, uh, she kept crying. Uh, um, <laughs> But then I took my shirt off, and it was a lot better. I said, hey, honey, hey. She started laughing. It was great. Yeah. Actually, I think she cried harder at that point. It didn't have the effect that I I thought. I mean, you're much more fit than I am, but, you know. Okay, we need a question inside. Jill, let's ask a question. Oh, gosh. What is happening? Okay. (laughs) I don't even know where to start now. (laughs) So confused. Okay. Let's talk about what kind of advice that we would like to give our listeners that are heading into their years as empty nesters, and we can address our married listeners and encourage them to how we would want to um, give you advice that would help you. So we thought as four of us, we could speak to that. So what, guys, what would you like to say? You want to start us off with that? Um, it's, it's exciting seeing your children spread their wings a bit, but it's like Joel and I've always said, it's scary because you can't steer them like you did before, unfortunately. So it's like, ah, I don't know. It's just scary looking down from the nest and seeing where they're, they're floating or flapping or flying or just what, what stage they're going through. But you just hope they remember you're still there. It's true. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting journey of moving to watching them go to adulthood. You know, as you, like, I I remember something that God really said to me as Emily was, I was about to walk her down the aisle. And I'll never forget this moment. Um, I mean, this is a big deal. Um, And I thought, man, Emily. Callie, I'm so, I'm giving you away today. And um, and I remember just realizing as I was looking at her going, I'm a, she's about to become Emily Kuykendall. And then it dawned on me that, man, I have 
my wife has been Emily, or excuse me, Robin. You're you're Robin. My, my wife oh my has been. Goodness. My wife has been. Robin, Hi, I'm Robin. Yeah, nice nice to meet you. Hi. My wife has been Robin Wall longer than she was Robin Purifoy. Right. I was Robin Purifoy for 20 years, but now I've already been Robin Wall for 29. 45. Well, almost 30 years. And, 45. Yeah, come on. And, uh, but but you know, I thought you know, if I live long enough. The same. Yeah, I've been Joel McCormick longer than I was Joel Weller. Right. For sure. Yeah. So so if I live long enough, as long as my parents lived, I will interact with Emily and her husband longer than I did just Emily. And I never thought of that as they were growing up. That was a big that was a big revelation. You know, because that that adult relationship that we have with our children is it's so cool, but it's different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and yeah, like you said, Sean, you you can't ground them. You, you, you can't take their car away when they're adults. Your, your whole interaction is different. And you need, and it's important to make that transition. That's hard, isn't it? The yes, transition yeah. into adulthood. What, what, what are some of those things that are hard about, about that? You know? One of the things that's hard is letting go of ownership. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the ownership over what time my kids get up or when they go to bed or if they've done their homework or not or if they're choosing to go to church or not, if they're doing their lawn, mowing their lawn or not, I have zero say. I'm I'm now giving them an advice from a friend perspective Mm -hmm. more than the mom growing up perspective. And I will always be there for them. But it's such a different role now. I am not in charge of their life. And it's Mm. just different. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Sean was saying, like... um, People, when their kids are in the toddler's ages, are like, oh, this is so hard. And it is. That's a hard time. But also, I'm like, wait till they become adults. And all those little boundaries you can set and parameters, they're gone. I I can't. I don't have any. Like you said, I can't ground them. I can't take their car away. (laughs) It just, I just have to trust that I did my job and off they go. Right. What are some things that you as dads would say to our listeners today about some things you're really glad you're doing now, but maybe some things that are are hard about being an empty nester. Well, I'm playing more golf now. (laughs) More (laughs) time on the golf course. My kids and Jill didn't care anything about it. And so now I'm trying to, which honestly, I seriously am playing more golf now, but I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to use it as a way to fellowship with some guys that I wouldn't have hung out with before. Sure. And I definitely, as a younger man, I would have gotten too obsessed with golf. And the money and time it would have taken would have been detrimental to our family. So it is fun now to do it in conscience and try to be conscious of, hey, I'm going to meet new new people and rub shoulders with, with new guys and reconnect with with guys I've known forever that we just never hung out a whole lot. So I'm trying to think of that socially and it's something that the Lord could use versus just, oh, this is my distraction now. Maybe a chance for you yeah. to in, influence in a positive way believers, uh, yeah. people that are not believers yet that right. might be led to the Lord. Yeah. So I'm trying to still not get obsessed with it, but it's fun. I don't, I don't hunt or fish. So 
it's kind of my chance to get. I don't play tennis or hunt deer like Chris here does. <laughs> and by the way, listeners, Chris did just get the biggest book mm-hmm. of his life. So exciting. That's my first book of my life. First book. <coughs> and biggest. So, yeah, I'm not obsessed with pickleball like Chris is. Yeah, I'm not obsessed <laughs> with pickleball. No, but I'm still playing tennis. But, um, Let me hear what you would, res- what, how would you respond, Chris, with that question about being an empty nester? And- well, I, I think that, now, now phrase that again. Phrase that question Okay. Again. What would you like to say to our listeners? Here you are. You're a dad, empty nester, an advisor. Thoughts well, for them? Well, I think that it's like one of the things that I I don't want to lose sight of is how 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 our marriage is still very influential. Mm-hmm. Like even in adulthood, though they're not in our house, I think for them to see us build a good marriage and like go on dates, like we're going to do Friday night, or that's uh, right, we are going on, we're going on a big Friday date, night. Friday yeah. night. And, um, but like, you know, I think that, I mean, you know, it's even, though it's important as they are raised in our home to see our marriage thrive, I think it's, it's equally important, if not more, to see our marriage thrive and our walk with God thrive our commitment to the the church thrive mm-hmm. because you know I've just seen so as a pastor I've just seen so many people that when their kids have left their house they've done what they've done I've seen some get divorced and divorce as a, a even when you're if you're an adult and your parents get divorced I mean uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's hard mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've seen Parents set a bad example of not being, not loving the church, not being involved, getting, slipping away. Mm-hmm. And then what does that show them in adulthood? Uh, it, so, I, so I think that it's important to recognize the power of our influence that remains. The Even pow- though our kids are not in our house, yeah. our influence with them is so strong. Right. And it matters. Right. I feel like yeah. they see they have a very different perspective on watching Joe and I's marriage now. Yeah. That they're in adult relationships that you hope you said a good example for them is children. But yeah, now that they're more like eye to eye with their adult relationship mm-hmm. and they're my parents have always had their I just their perspective definitely because you can't seems fool different. Them. Right. You can't fool them. Yeah. They're, right. they're like they're like you like when they're a kid, you can say, Well, I'm gonna help you. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe manipulate my, your perspective, but when they're adults. Oh, they see right through it. Yeah. Yeah. They see totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The days of me taking Emily with me when I was buying you a Christmas present and I could totally do it right under her nose and she had no idea what was going on and she wouldn't tell you what was going on because she was clueless. That is laughably like, so there is no fooling them. Mm -hmm. Our kids are very aware of who we really are. And what we're really doing. Right. Not that I'm trying the bad. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that one thing that you brought up just now, Chris, that's really important to recognize that when our kids leave, it is not the, what we want to happen is that the opposite of checking out. What we want is a deepening in our walk mm-hmm. with the Lord, a deepening in our marriage, a deepening in our commitments, because we have actually are even more available to 
because we are not driving around to all their events and all of their Mm -hmm. picking kids up from slumber parties and driving them all around. You know, although I miss those days, I'm, I'm grateful for those memories of being a mom in such busy seasons. But I am more available now to do things to pour into um, discipleship and ministry and like doing a podcast with Jill and um, putting intentional effort and um, attention on our marriage. Mm -hmm. So these are really important things that now that the house is empty, I have more time. I don't want to check out. I want to do the opposite. And I think some parents make the mistake in their, of of realizing, of not realizing the the power of their influence, even when your kids are out of their, your house, that that you want to. Yeah, I don't think we think about that too much. You don't. Yeah, yeah. I think, but, but I think it's it's even more influential mm-hmm. of of thinking about your your love for the Lord, your love for each other, your love for the church, your love for your commitment to those things. Um, and because I think in adulthood, you can't fake them out. So they may interpret if you bail on those things, oh, well, you were just lying the whole time. Right. That only mattered while we were there. Right. And it feels more profound now to me when they're not little kids. I'm like, oh, I'm here for you. For me. Now they're adults. When I can say whatever you go through, your mother and I are here for you. You come to it, just you know, I mean, I feel like it has more weight now. Mm-hmm. It just, um, I don't know, I just I feel like they, again, as adults, they see it in different, different perspective. And there's something about now rubbing shoulders with them when they're with their mates and for all laughing and carrying on and getting along. There's, I don't know, I naturally love hanging out with Jill and laughing and all this, but there's kind of an extra thing I know always in the back of my mind they're they're getting to see me. Still, even though they're not little kids anymore, I'm still just as much in love with their mother as when they were little bitty kids and right. we were all, you know, goofing around and having a good time. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I, that always gives me like an extra joy to think I'm glad we're still able to do this in front of them. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but now at least they're seeing with their adult eyes that, you know what, we can still not get stagnant and, and you know, we can still have a love for each other that's mm-hmm. not just, uh, well... And plus, yeah, they see even though they're out of the house, it's not like me and their mom are are bored of each other now. We still are, are plugged in. And so I think that the, you prepare for that in advance. You invest in your marriage in advance. Like yeah. all along the way. Right, right. Yeah, I was going to say like a lot of times I think when you're a young couple or you have teenagers and you're busy with all their stuff all the time, it's easy to just kind of go, well, we don't really have time to go on a date or we don't have time for this. But if you don't start building those blocks on the way, then whenever they do leave the nest, it's like, I don't even know who you are anymore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to continue to build those things even while they're growing up in your house to go on dates and to, you know, do things just the two of you and mm-hmm. trips if you can, just the two of you or whatever. Chris, tell the story about our friend who was in the Air Force and talked with us about the missiles and the launch of those missiles in the perfect aim that they needed to have and how it relates to our marriages. Yeah, he was a, a colonel uh, or general in the, in the Air Force, and he was a good friend of ours. And he he was in charge of the um, 
they would shoot missiles from a long distance. And, you know, if you're going to shoot a missile from a long distance, you want to make sure you hit your target. Mm -hmm. It's pretty important. And, uh, and that's the integrity of our military. And, and he was very passionate about making sure if they were going to be in combat, that they would do that correctly and hit what they were meaning to hit. But he talked about when they would launch it from thousands of miles away, that they were constantly making sure it was on track because you couldn't wait till it gets close to the target to go, hey, are we on track? But they're constantly monitoring. And, and that was just a good picture of what I think our marriages should be like and our lives should be like. We should constantly evaluate. I think that's what spiritual growth is. I think that's what uh, spiritual maturity is, is you're constantly aware of where you are with your walk with the Lord. You're honest about where you are. You're honest where you are in your marriage. Uh, and you're constantly allowing the Lord and his word to, to keep you on track. That seems like a little violent uh, depiction here, but, but it's a great example of how, how God uses his word to, to, as a guide. Mm-hmm. Like, like Psalm 119, 105, your words a lamp to our feet, a lamp to our And so I think that that's really important. And so, so I do think that you should um, remember like, like wherever you are right now, if you're a listener and you're married, uh, build a marriage right now where you are, whatever phase of life you're in. Uh, it's never too late to, to build a, a good marriage. And, uh, and then, you know, I think that um, uh, you should allow God to really um, move you and God's people and God's church. And, and, uh, but another thing, like when I think about being an empty nest, I think it's really cool. And I did this today. Um, you move into this relationship with your children where you're asking them for advice. Sure. Like I called, I called Eric today asking his opinion on something I did today. Going, I really want you to think about how to use this in the best way. And, and I got the phone. I thought, man, that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. to have the kind of, like our kids are better at some things than we sure it's true and 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 they understand some things better than we do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know when you think about that phase of life of you're really needing their voice as well and and that was a cool you know little moment it was little it wasn't like life changing or earth shattering or you know um you know but it was like hey I'd love to know what you think about that yeah. And uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a cool part of adult relationships with our kids. So, so I want you to know that, I, like, I just think it's important to recognize so much of lament of those things. But, but oh my goodness, there's it's awesome to be in this adult relationship. There's so many cool things about having adult kids. I can relate to the lament. I can relate to, especially when our very first was leaving. So Chris and I have three. We have Emily, Eric, and Maggie, and they're all now out of the house. So our oldest, now 25-year-old, when she was about to graduate from high school, I spent about three months crying every night setting the table. I would pull the plates (laughs) down from the cabinet, and I would think, we're only going to need four plates when Emily's at college, and I won't even need five plates. And I would tear up. I was a weepy mess. 
And it took me until she was already moved in and doing well her fall semester to realize, oh, this is actually a wonderful season. And yes, I missed her every day. But I was able to enjoy the fact that the season we were in was also new and had some wonderful aspects of it. I wouldn't trade for anything, how happy she was at college and on and on. And each uh, child leaving the house, there may have been a lament leading up to it as well. But also now on the other side of that lament, I can see that each season has so many joys of its own. And I wouldn't Mm -hmm. keep, I wouldn't like trim the kids wings. What do you call it when you trim a bird's clip their wings? Clip their wings. I wouldn't do that. To any of them, I want them to to do the things God has intended for them to do. And yeah, it is an interesting lament and joy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Each life change, like when they go off to college, when they get married, when they move out on their own, whatever. But it's like there's this weird transition of like they're not going to be in my house anymore. But then also this excitement for them of they're starting this whole new thing. And that's kind of cool and fun. And yeah. I get to be their friend now. I mean, we're still parents, but really it's a weird switch to mm-hmm. friendship. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think we ought to put in the show notes, I think you ought to put in the show notes, the amazing picture of our granddaughter. Oh, my oh. goodness. <laughs> because, you know. Um, well, we do absolutely adore Conley May. Yeah, our but, but I, I mean, let's think about um just how cool it is. I remember giving Emily away. I remember when you were giving Quinn away. I, I was I was there. And, uh, you know, it's that God's reverse arithmetic where one plus one equals one. And what's interesting is we gave away our daughters. But look what we gained. We gained a son. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, you Nathan, both did your father of the bride speech so well. Well, that was. You did a great job. <laughs> yes, that was. You're, you're funnier than I am. I, mean, I thought you were going to say I was walking Emily down the aisle and it dawned on me. I don't know how to spell Kuykendall. Yeah, yeah. Was like, <laughs> you always have the good well, I, need to, I need to run those things by you. Uh, that that would have been great. To, I mean, you should have given me that before. I, I, I could I ought to use that at the wedding. Um, but that's yes, Jill. I'm hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> funny. The jokes are funny the first time. Oh, they're funny all the time. Sean's okay. funny. Um, Sean's got that wit that is funny. Um, but but you know, think about that reverse arithmetic where, like, like look at it, we gave away a daughter, but yet our family is now multiplied, and and it it is just that beautiful blessing of giving to the Lord and He. He blesses beyond our expectation mm-hmm. and thoughts. Like we opened ourselves up to another family mm-hmm. and just, we all got stronger because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very so, true. Now Robin would get mad at me because like when Eric was getting married, I'd tell everybody, yeah, we're expecting. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she'd be like, stop <laughs> saying that. Yeah. I'm like, we are, we're expecting a daughter-in-law. Oh, it's awesome. Quite oh, different than expecting a baby. Like, <laughs> See, that was funny. That was kind of funny. Okay, so I have a, another question I'd love for both of you to answer. So this question is really geared for our listeners who have little ones right now. And what would you encourage our listeners right now to do as they're in the season? Maybe they're still like in the, the crazy diaper season where there's just 
all you can see is the next when the next time you have to change the diaper or the season of t-ball or the season of their elementary science fair projects what kinds of advice would you give to these listeners who are they feel like the empty nest is light years away they're never going to make it because the days are so long <laughs> i was talking to one of my coworkers the other day she's got uh, like a six-month-old and a three-year-old or whatever and I just laughed. I said, have you had those moments in the car like Jill and I did when you're, you're the baby and the toddler in the back seat? They're both crying about different things. <laughs> and you just look at each other. And I remember us just <laughs> cranking the radio up and just like start singing karaoke and laughing like, this is I nothing don't we know can what do else to do. <laughs> There's no logic you can get them to stop. So sometimes just embrace the madness and just know that, yeah, they're... Yeah. I don't care how much they're crying or what tantrum, whatever it's going to, you're going to have a better, better moments later on this. I don't know how this to flesh this out. I don't know who said this. I heard this the other day and it just bowled me over. It was, and you guys may know who said this This may be more famous than I think, but it was don't prepare the road for your kids, prepare your kids for the road. We have Bill, I was like, Co- Bill Cosby. Oh, Bill Cosby. stop it right now. <laughs> no, it was Eddie Murphy. Um, but I thought, man. We'll flesh that out. That's a really good quote. Like, I thought, wow, that is so good. But just thought, because you do, you do want to baby your kids at some point. Like, I was laughing to her, too. I'm, I'm reliving, flashing back to some of our children's stuff here and her talking about her kids. But, like, with our son, Aiden, he was so rambunctious and run around and such energy that you hated it when he was sick, but you, you kind of liked it that that's the one time he would like, let you just hold it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he would just kind of want to curl up with you. That was the only time you got that. So it's like, well, just enjoy those moments when you can. You don't want your sick child to be sick. But Yeah. I would say, um, so often you're in each stage and you're looking you're, you're lamenting the stage you're in and longing for the next one. Hmm. But then you get out of that. Then you look back and go, I wish I had the last one. Like Robin and I did a thing the other night with our new um, parents at our church. Families dedicated Family babies. Dedication. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we had like, I don't know how many kids were there or parents with kids. But, um, but, but you know, she was saying there will be a last time. That you will hold them in your lap. Oh, I hate that. That, but, but phrase. that makes me so sad. I know, but you don't know when it is. I know. You don't know when it is, but it just happens. You're like, wait, that's that doesn't happen anymore. And then all of a sudden, you hug your son, and his chin is on top of your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so the advice that I would say to parents is is stop looking backwards too much and stop looking forward too much and embrace what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with the empty nest. You, you, you need to, we need to learn to look back with joy and gratitude and look uh, and know that there'll be joys in the future, but embrace the moment, embrace where we are, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, whether you're at the phase, I mean, y'all don't have grandkids yet, um, but will, you will at some point. It's likely you play with the instruments, you get music, right? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, write that down. Yeah, that that is, is yeah. Um, uh, but, 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 you know, you, uh, um, 
but but you know, I think I think one advice I would give to younger parents is to is to embrace where they are and do that with joy and recognize that there'll be uh, yeah, there are challenges with the future and the and the present, but but oh my goodness, there's joys and there'll be there'll be joys ahead, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think that that's 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 important to remember. That's what I would say. Love it. You know, we also when we're thinking about our listeners that are single, we just want to encourage you in this moment too that whether you're a parent or you're not a parent, that your moments and your ministry are valuable and important. And that, let's say, um, you are just looking at today with, how am I going to be a great mom today? You know, choosing to speak words of life to your kid, choosing to guide them and, and to laugh together, choosing to support and affirm the, the character qualities that you see in your child, um, recognizing that every day we have is a gift. Um, and so this encouragement today is not just for married couples. This encouragement today is for all of us, seeing that, just like Chris just said, the wisdom of not looking back or forward too much, but looking right where we're walking and enjoying it, enjoying the journey that whatever the day is, each day the Lord has given us is a gift and that we don't want to miss those moments that he's opening doors of opportunity to serve him or to have moments that we are speaking words of life into our children or having those, making those memories that will last for a lifetime. And sometimes it's just the ordinary days that no one remembers, but it's just part of loving your kid. There's actually a biblical principle in that, uh, Matthew 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, uh, why should you worry about your life and, and what you should wear? And that whole section of, I think it's about 30 through 36 or something like that in Matthew 6. Um, but he says, um, don't worry about tomorrow, for today has enough trouble of mm-hmm. its own. So, mm-hmm. so we sometimes let fear of tomorrow paralyze us Mm -hmm. and we should embrace the today and that's that's important not that you don't prepare for the future or think about the future but that's a biblical principle that's that jesus made famous yeah something that sean said when we very first started the conversation today about watching and you kind of took the analogy of the birds and the nest and you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if they're going to have a, a spill out of the nest. You don't know if they're going to fly and soar. You don't know if they're going to flounder. You just have to trust that the Lord has them. And I think one thing that's something we could spend some time talking about is how we really have to let go and re- recognize how important it is that we pray for our kids every single day. That's something that um, we hope to not miss any days. Chris mm-hmm. and I try to daily be bringing our kids before the Lord in prayer by name and specific prayer requests. And that's just something I would like to encourage every listener to do, to specifically be praying over your children. If your kids are still in your home, they hear you pray for them. Like you pray over them before they go to sleep, or it doesn't matter how old they are. They're 18, still pray over them. <laughs> but um, that when, when we take our kids to the Lord in prayer, that is so powerful, far 
more powerful than worrying because worrying is not mm-hmm. going to accomplish anything. We cannot make them choose anything. We cannot control what they're going to do. And so let's maybe, let's kind of kick that idea around a little bit. Like what are some things that we can do? Um, the wisdom of praying for our kids or the daily things we can do now for the kids that are out of our houses right now. I mean, I'm still constantly, I'm praying for their safety. I'm praying for their jobs. I'm praying for, you know, what their next move is going to be, their marriages, whatever. Um, yeah, like, it, just because they're out of your house doesn't mean that you stop always, like, interceding for them and, like, going to the Lord and begging for them. Like, mm-hmm. probably even more so because they're not in my house for me to see every day and see what they're doing. We still, yeah. I don't know what else you call it. We still kind of pursue them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We reach out to them and encourage them. And I think a lot of that is probably knowing your kid's personality, like what's more effective. We've got friends that they, I mean, they talk to their son almost daily on the phone because that's just, he loves it. They love it. It's the, and, you know, our son would be like, why are you calling me? <laughs> what's, what, what is happening? <laughs> But, you know, it's just you just kind of know what what kind of pushes your kids' buttons to make them kind of smile and think, okay, mm-hmm. your mom and dad are there, and they're praying for me, and they're praying for me to make good choices, so how about I do my part to make good choices, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that along those lines, I think, um, let's think about our, our, our son's, sons-in-law, because we each have a son-in-law, we now have a daughter-in-law, and, and and you know, as I think about trying to win their heart, like like right, you, you talked about right. something really important, we pursue them, you know, not and that's and that's really good. I think some parents pursue unhealthily, but you know, we're we're trying to pursue in a healthy way, and you should pursue them, and 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 like one of the things that we're in pursuit of is the heart. Mm-hmm. of our son-in-law and our daughter-in-law that we want to love them well yeah. and connect with them. And, 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 sh- and just like we show love to our children, we've learned their heart, learned what, Hey, not, you're not going to call Aiden every day. Cause he'll be like, dude, what's up? <laughs> you know, but, but you know how to pursue his heart. We also have to learn, like we have to learn how to pursue Nathan. Mm-hmm. Learn how to pursue Chloe, and and I'll tell you, it's that's really fun. Yeah, and we like Sean will text our son-in-law occasionally, he and gets the funny memes too. Yeah, he does, and <laughs> I will reach out and text Aiden's girlfriend. Yeah, because I'm I pursue her heart too. Like, yes, you're, we the people that our kids love, we love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and like we're taking, I'm taking Nathan hunting, you know, and. Uh, we did last year, and 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 this year we're gonna go again, and 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 you know it's just like those things that they're like, man, that's awesome, and when we're creating these experiences, mm-hmm. separate. I mean, Emily's not going hunting, uh, but Nathan's going with Eric and I, and uh, and and you know, Robin just did. Uh, I mean, I think next week you're doing. Oh, we have a girl fun thing. Uh, yeah, uh, those listeners out there, Swifties. You know who you are. Um, Kels and, and all that. What? You know, Kels. 
Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, whatever. Good try. Good try, Chris. But anyway, I'm going to be with... (laughs) Chris is really into football. A lot of the girls in my family enjoying... That's good. That's good. Very funny, Sean. I just got a football juke from Jill. (laughs) (laughs) How how is that? How cool is that? But, 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 you know... But, but in light, light of that, you're you're pursuing her, right? And 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 creating experiences with uh, our daughter-in-law. You see so many uh, jokes about the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship, in-law relationships, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be bad. You pursue. No, it them. doesn't. You should pursue them, and that that's really like Sean. That's a good point of of just you're in pursuit of them in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. That's. And to, to, to continue to do that even in adulthood, it's so very, it's fun. I mean, and if we truly feel like they're one in God's eyes once they're married, then that yeah. means basically you should be treating them like they're your child yeah. as well. They should be just as welcome and loved by you. For always. Yeah. yeah. John, I got a question for you. I mean, yeah. it's so like. <laughs> My deep voice is ready. Huh? I know. You're <laughs> right. Sorry. Let's just, let's just process a little bit of how we're doing because, golly, like... Our like, poor son was the, the bar they have to try to aspire. I know. Well, well I do. I feel bad for them because, because they don't have wives that are famous. We, we, we do. We have to deal with that. Like, I had a... I was... I know uh, how J.C. Kelsey feels. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, even... Yeah. Yeah, who is... Billy Kelsey. What is wrong with you guys? His brother, how is is his brother Jason? No, Tommy. No. Um, so, um, okay, but like the other day, Sean, I, I was like, somebody just randomly stopped me in a store and I, she vaguely looked familiar, but I didn't really know her. And she said, hi, just, would you tell your wife that I love her podcast? <laughs> and I was like, so like, we're, this is their fifth anniversary That's right. podcast and they've chosen us to be these famous women that are. In front of us, they did make us sit. For all you listeners out there, they made us sit on the opposite side of the table of them. They wouldn't let us sit. When you are our guests, though. Well, so how are you doing with this? These famous women that we're in the presence of. Are you okay? I'm just living in the shadows. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just spending that money. You you know, you know, (laughs) right? Sean, Sean, that reminds me of a song. You know, because we're pretty musical. Wind beneath yeah. your wings. You read my mind. I mean, I mean, oh, we're kind of yes. like that. We're the wind beneath their wings. <laughs> we got all kind of. You're wind. the hot air. We generate no. all kind of, all kind yes, of wind. The hot air so we're windy beneath <laughs> their wings. And, uh, oh my goodness! Okay, we we would. I think we might ought to wrap this up. <laughs> I don't know where um, we're going now. I just want to say, <laughs> you guys, thank you for coming to Afraid Not tonight to be on our episode. We are so grateful so for we, your insight. So we're one of the few that have been a multiple repeat guest. Yes, you are. Yeah. We've had a few, but you're one of the few, yes. Even yes. though they couldn't remember how many times we've been on. It's really impacted them. <laughs> Is it two or three? The fans, you know? no. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, and I'll, I'll I'll let you know in the show notes um, who's right. So, so Tommy Kelsey. Uh, his name is Travis Kelsey. Uh, oh. <laughs> is his brother Jason? Where did I get that? Oh my word! Why do you want? Why do you not? Know? Like, why do you guys know this and you don't? Swift fans. So Swifties. So what are your your fans? Naughties. 
<laughs> you naughties out there, thank you for listening to our wives. We appreciate it. Jason and Travis Kelsey. Yes. Okay, you jumped all of me when I said Jason earlier. Okay. Because we're talking about Whoa. Taylor Swift. Never mind. Hey, naughties. Does That's she even awesome. know which one she's, quote, dating? I okay, we need to bring this in for a landing. <laughs> anyway. Sean, it's been great. This one won't be dated at all. It's been great being on this podcast. Yeah, here. welcome to being attached <laughs> See, to these two Emptiness still has chaos. All right, yeah. all right. Okay, so final note. Last word of encouragement to our listeners. Go. Not yeah. a joke. Wherever your kids are at, yeah, enjoy, embrace whatever stage that is. I agree with what Chris was saying. There's times you're going to be frustrated, like, oh, I can't wait to get to the next phase because this is blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, embrace where you're at. Have faith and hope for the next phase. But, but yeah, look back a bit, but also really embrace where they're at right now. Be present where you're at. Okay, my my thing I would say is is don't overlook the importance of your example. And your love for your marriage, and, uh, your, and I would say most important, your love for the Lord. You know, it, your your walk with the Lord in this in this empty nest phase is incredibly influential. Don't lose sight of that. Your love for the church and your involvement in church is so very important, and and that's do that. Set that example. Your love for each other. Uh, and building a marriage. Those are, I'd put them in that, uh, maybe, maybe Lord marriage church, uh, if I'm going to put them in order. But um, I think that is critically important the older we get. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Sean, I know we look the same uh, <laughs> that, you know, we like the wedding photos. Yeah. We, well, maybe we look a little different. Um, but, Cameras weren't as good like that. They weren't. They didn't. Weren't you know, as reliable. They weren't. They're, it's been how many years? Are you are you all 30 yet? This 29. summer will be 30. Yep. This August, coming summer. August of 2024 is our 30th. Yeah. Okay. So 30 we'll be 29 in the spring. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that, you know, um, even though we broke up in your driveway, Jill, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. that we, we got back together. In January of... Um, 1992. We broke up. We did. In, in, in Jill's driveway. And um, <laughs> and it was a devastating, Lots of drama. devastating day for me. Um, Shout out to Brian Bruss out there and the yeah. listeners because he came up to Chris the next day at church, <clears throat> decorated in his his outfit for I Love My Church Day. Yeah, he was, was a in a life-size yeah. heart costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what did he say? He said, seeing Telegram from Robin to Chris, I said, hey, Brian, we broke up last night. He's like, sorry. Um, <laughs> and, um, but even though we were broken wow. up, every time we got together, we would we would kiss. Okay, and, time to end the podcast. <laughs> and sing songs. Well, all right, right. All right, everybody. Thank yeah. you, <laughs> listeners. We appreciate you listening to yeah. this Wonderful episode of Afraid Nap. Uh, Chris, we naughty. Uh, is going to teach me how to spell a kikendal. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We're so glad that you were celebrating our fifth birthday with us today, listening to episode 127. And thanks to our sweet hubbies who said yes to come and share with us and with all of you about what it's like being an empty nester. I think the pull quote from this episode may be um, by Chris Wall. If you play with the instruments, you get music. 
I'm just going to leave that right there. <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> so that happened. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our children for putting up with us all their lives. And thanks just for celebrating five years with us. And We're excited. If, if you have been a listener through our journey and you have listened all along the way, we just want you to know from the bottom of our hearts how much we appreciate you. And we're so glad that you're listening. We hope that our show is a blessing to your life, and we hope you'll share it with a friend. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye-bye.